Welcome to the Mega Man's Podcast with your host, Stephen Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man. This will be episode 221. I have a very, very special guest. My guest for this episode is Matt Bronson. He is the host of the Parenting Unknown Podcast. Matt, what's up, man? Hey, man. Thanks a lot for having me. Appreciate it. Hey, how's your day going so far? Pretty good, man. I mean, busy with the kids, doing all the dad stuff. So it's a normal day over here. How about yourself? Over here, yeah, for some kind of reason, Long Beach right now is super foggy. Super foggy and cold. Yeah, that's how it was over here in uh, Orange County too. Just hazy all day. Yeah. Um <laughs> I don't wanna be a I don't wanna be like a, a emo or anything or some fucked up <laughs> stuff. So last night I was going to work and I did I post a story up and um there's this bridge, uh, Long Beach made, this Long Beach bridge that connects to the terminals, you know, to all the ports and everything to connect to the Green Bridge. And there's been a lot of creepy stuff's been going on, you know, from 12 a.m. all the way to 4 a.m., you know. And I think that bridge is, like, really, really haunted because there's been a lot of people dying of car accidents and diesel trucks hitting each other, um, batteries and cell phones dying, um, weird people dressed in 1920s outfits walking <laughs> along the bridge. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm being serious. And uh, you see a lot of cars on the side with their blinkers on. And there's been a lot of suicide uh, deaths uh, about eight or nine. And uh, I saw one uh, a, like a month ago and I saw a lady try to commit suicide, but we couldn't do anything uh, because it was passing. Because the thing is, when you go to the San Pedro Bridge, Matt, they have high fences, you know, and it has like a sign that says, if you see anyone try to commit suicide, call this number. But with the Long Beach New Bridges, they don't have that. So people have been jumping off lately. Oh, damn. Crazy ass shit, huh? Yeah. It's uh, it's something else over there. So, yeah, I'm just, uh, yeah, I just want to tell you that story because, you know, because um, <laughs> a lot of people, because, you know, I know this, I know halloween's over but there's there's been a lot of creepy stuff going on over there when i when i go to work at midnight you know yeah it's always those feelings you get you just kind of well I, I me personally i try to stay clear of that, all, all that so oh, i know man I'm, <laughs> hey did i hey did you guys do anything for halloween uh you know we just one of the in-laws the kids trick-or-treated and i mean now my boy's five so he's finally getting the grasp of halloween and he's actually into it finally Oh, right. Okay. So he actually wanted to do the whole thing dressed up as a cop. And I mean, he loved it. My girl, not so much right now, but give her next year, a couple years, she'll be into it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, how, how's the podcast going? I think uh, I saw you post up, you released a new episode out. Yeah, today's episode was 65, I believe. And it's called, uh, uh, I forgot what my old episode was called, but it's something to do with uh, kind of healing your past in order for you to get to the future. Ooh, that's a I can well I'm gonna hear that one right after that episode because I feel like there's a lot of people out there who uh they can't move on from the past. You know, it's something where if they had a bad childhood or this and they trying to move on and but it feels like something's still attached and they just can't move on with their lives, you know? D- definitely not. That's one of the reasons why I started the podcast in the beginning because mm-hmm. I prior to having a kid my mm-hmm. first son, I was real depressed. I hit a lot of it. I talked about it with some of my wife some of the times, but you know, it's still there. Mm-hmm. But once my son arrived, it started coming again. Yes. And the reason why is because I had a lot of trauma in my past having to deal with not having parents, having not being, having to deal with not having my mom, my dad, living mm-hmm. with my uncle and grandma. So yeah, everything that I was doing with and for my son. Mm-hmm. I was feeling bad because I I felt what it feels like to have a parent in their life. Yes. It sucks knowing that feeling that I didn't have that growing up. Like, I wasn't good enough, if you want to put it in those words. Yeah. So it, it just started making me feel really, really bad. And it got to the point, you know, a few years down the line where I was close to seeing a therapist. Yeah. And, I mean, I started this podcast and... You know, here we are today. Started with parenting unknown, and it's just basically me, basically a journey of me figuring out how to be a parent, all the ups and downs, the mm-hmm. knowledge behind it, without having parents to look up to. 
You know, I see a lot of people, you know, start a podcast and, you know, like I seen you because I know a while back when I first started, you were saying, hey, man, I want to start a podcast. What do I do? And and I remember and I don't forget the thing. I don't forget the people who always give, you know, you you and uh, Grumzilla from Flashback with the homies and Ranting with Romos. And and you guys are always like, hey, what do I do? And and this is. I to me, everyone wants wants to be the most wants to have the technical stuff. But to me, I want to learn like, like how to talk, how to do this, and 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 I give you a little feedback. And I just want to say, man, um, I'm proud of you. You're still you're still doing the podcast still, and and a lot of people don't know, you know, when we do podcasts, you know, this is this is like my hobby. This is like for me to vent. This is if I'm going through so many situations or stuff, you know, I just need to release this, this, I, I get aggravated. So I just like, I got to do a podcast episode. I just got to release this shit. If not, it's just, it's going to build up, you know? Definitely. That's, that's exactly why it, that's exactly what's happening with me. I mean, I heard you from the George Perez episode, the very first mm-hmm. one you came out on. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you, to me, without taking any offense, you sounded like somebody that either I would know growing up or had a yeah. friend it's just a familiarity yeah. you know what i mean <clears throat> yeah so when yeah. you started yours and i got to you know questioning about the podcast when i hit you up mm-hmm. i took all that with you know notes knowledge to start up mine and i mean yeah everything's been going so i i get what you mean about being a hobby and helping you out because a lot of the stuff that i do with my podcast i i record a whole bunch at a time mm-hmm. and i save them so if i feel a little like i need to get away from whatever's being stressed on or whatever's happening right now, I can start editing one of the episodes and Ooh. I get lost on it and I just start feeling released. You know what I mean? Yeah, Dad. And you know, that's good. You know, always have some uh, backup episode just in case you want to take some time off. But, you know, that's what I've been doing and stuff. But for some kind of reason, man, I kind of was in a whole, um, you know, the Halloween, I mean, October was by far the most shittiest month of, of my oh, my whole entire life. And the reason why, um, you know, my mom was sick, you know, uh, my work, you know, I wasn't really feeling my work, uh, the separation with me and my ex, you know, um, going to the doctor, had a doctor scare, you know, because I thought I had a tumor on the side of my head. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and there's some other personal things I can't talk about, tell you off air, but it was like the most, and, and also I didn't tell you, I didn't let anyone know about this, you know, um, almost getting evicted out of my house because there was a new lady who bought the property and I was like, what am I going to do? And luckily I got a little stressed out. I was like, what am I going to do? Then luckily in the grace of God, you know, little things started happening, you know, good things, you know, and uh, it's just something where I feel now the podcast to me is getting every episode, Matt, it's getting very challenging. It's, 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 it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, it, that's that's just life right now. Everything, yeah, life has a way of throwing wrenches and whatever you're doing. When things start to get good, mm-hmm. something bad is gonna happen or something. I mean, that's the way I've I've grown up think, thinking of you know, if things go good for me, something bad's gonna happen right after. Mm, I've yes. had a lot of death in my family. I've had a lot of incidents happen where you know I thought I was happy, and then you know here comes death knocking on the door or somebody getting divorced or somebody getting hit. So I try to keep myself like, I want to get happy. I want to get excited, especially with the podcast, but I don't want to get too excited because I know once I do, something's going to happen. I know it's, that's the wrong way to think. Yeah. No, no, no. I I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. It's like, you know, I I don't want to be too comfortable because that's where a lot of chaos happens. And And, you know, uh, I just, well, I don't know if anybody else listens to the podcast, but I don't talk to my family on my mother's side. I've separated myself. There was a whole thing that I went through with them. I kind of separated. It's been almost nine, ten years. Oh, wow. And about a month ago, my aunt that I grew up with and kind of, was kind of close with, she actually got in a really, really bad accident where she almost died. Uh-huh. She got paralyzed. I think there was a fatality in the car crash. And I was this close actually kind of dropping everything and dropping all my feelings and saying you know what it's time for me to go you know say hi show my face or whatever and mm-hmm. then right before that i talked to another aunt who was kind of taking care of everything kind of overseeing all that yeah and she was letting me know what's going on in my family and what everyone's doing and 
it just sounds like the same old thing, part of the reasons why I left in the first place. So mm-hmm. I said, you know what, as much as I may feel bad or anything like that, you know, all I can do is just pray, but I got to keep myself away from the situation. And you, and you know what? I like where your head's at because I was the same way. You know, I had, I had to part ways with a lot of people, even this year, Matt. You know, I, you know, I, I don't have a relationship with my father anymore. It's kind of dead now. So yeah. this is one of the reasons I want to rekindle that fire with my mom, you know. And, uh, you know, we haven't talked for like, like a lot of years. And, uh, you know, there are some stuff she did and she kind of regrets. But it was her it was her being protected you know because we we've been hurting each other so much it's like it it, it it's like i i'm I, pretty much in a way it's like i don't want people to feel sorry for me in this it's like everyone's brought up different yeah you never there, do yeah. yeah and there's people who in a perfect home and there's even people who who are in a broken home but you just make the best out of it you know but to me I just don't want to be around negative people because now with the COVID, this mandate, the winter and all this stuff, I feel like this end of the year and also next year, it's going to get worse. And that's why I've seen divorce rate, suicide, alcohol, like just everything, mixed emotions, like depression is going to be an all time high. I mean, it's just, fuck it. Sometimes you just have to, it's too much in a way. And also when you see what's going on on social media, it's kind of more like, fuck, I, I need a break. Exactly. Yeah, uh, the the best way I've lived on my depression for as long as I have right now, mm-hmm. I figured out a way. I mean, everyone has their own ways. Whether you see a therapist, or you do a podcast, however you you find this way to get through it. Yes, I found a way to just accept it. Mm-hmm. And as much as I fight it, as much as I want to like change things or be a different way, it's never gonna. It's never gonna change. This is. It's just part of my life. It's made me who I am today. Mm-hmm. So as quickly as I accept it and try to get an understanding, I think that's the key point. Is trying to understand what went, what happened. Even though some things you blame for yourself, mm-hmm. some things you don't. But just when you accept it and learn to live with it, it's it's a part of your life. So you can kind of use that to go forward. And yeah. give yourself up out of this this hole that you're in because depression it sucks. Can I ask you a personal question? Um, yeah, when with the stuff that you've been through, and I've probably been through the same situations as you. When you when you and your wife got together and you were being more open of this is what's going on with me and everything. <clears throat> sometimes, in a way, you know, he or she might be supportive or might not, or say, "Oh, this is too much." How is your wife like when, you know, you needed her and she was there to support you when the situations are going through? Sometimes in a way you don't want your depression or or you don't want to feel downward. You know, you try to stop that from flaring up, you know? she's Luckily, she's been supportive since day one. I mean, some of the stuff that I told her, like about my mother going to prison and everything with my family. Mm-hmm. as much as you would think like you know somebody would judge you for that she wasn't she was always there from day one very supportive mm-hmm. um, even though I was embarrassed to say much of these things when I was you know finally opening up more and all that yeah. I was embarrassed but she's been supportive 100% of the way even the points where I let the depression get the best of me and Oof. it was starting to affect our relationship oh wow I mean I, I I've been a quiet person all my life yeah. So when you're in a relationship, sometimes you revert back to what you know. And all I know how to do is just to be quiet and live in my head to get mm-hmm. through life. Mm-hmm. So when I was doing that, you know, we went through our things and I opened up more. She was there. She was still there 100%. She understood. She she got it. So I'm fortunate in my life to have, you know, my wife be my rock, be my hero. Yeah, I just feel like with me, it's more the opposite with my ex, you know, um, I know we have a son and uh, I feel like with me and her, we're so different. It's like she has she always had a mom and dad and family to support with me. It was like, who's going to be there to support me if anything happens? And it was more like I, I feel like with me and her, we would bump heads because she just really didn't understand the journey that I've been through. If you know, like the stuff like being in a broken home, you know, me being homeless and stuff, <laughs> and uh, you know, being a broken home or being homeless, and 
but pretty much in a way like you know just a lot of things and stuff but she just didn't really understand because she didn't know the the, the, uh, the stuff that I've been through exactly I mean it sounds like it's kind of like what me and my wife are Mm -hmm. because I didn't have the parents she had the parents even though she did have her parents Mm -hmm. we grew up differently but some of our struggles that we had we have a common ground so we understand where one is going with the other if we do something with each other or if I act out, I want to say act out, but if I something's going on with me, she gets it and vice versa. Because as much as our backgrounds were different, mm-hmm. they're still, in a sense, the same through our struggles. Mm-hmm. So we have that common ground. And yeah. I mean, but you know, for some people, it's it's hard for them to understand. Like like you said, that they have, you know, I guess you would say the ideal upbringing. With like, for me, ideal upbringing is, is having parents. That's just what I think ideal upbringing is. Mm-hmm. But I know you have the money, you have where you lived at, cars, all that. But for me, it's having parents was the ideal upbringing. So when you have yeah. somebody like that, mm-hmm. they don't know where you're coming from. I mean, you, you could blame them. You can't really blame them. But, I mean, it, it's part of life right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and to me, I don't want to be that person where I'm like, okay, I'm 41. I'm still going to blame my parents. This is your fault, you know? Like. Yeah. It's not some people just can't take the responsibility and they just can't look at themselves in the mirror. It's like, hey, I'm a fuck up. So, okay, if if my parents are fuck up, I'll be a fuck up to my kids. And my kids grow, they'll be fuck up to their kids. And I just, to me, I was more of a hard headed and it, I just, it just didn't kick in since, you know, when I was about what, 31, 32. But now that I'm 41 and understanding who I am now, understanding, a lot of things that also with the podcast, it made me mature more. It made me understand uh, life. It made me understand people and everything. You know, it, it's right now I'm slowly, slowly getting my my heart back because it was so like cold and, and this. And I just I want to be have that thing where it's like, you know, to be, you know, cool with people, nice because sometimes in a way you know with you and i were podcasters but when when people we don't know people you know they can be very deceiving they what's your attentions what's up and it's hard for me to make friends because you just can't trust anyone you know <laughs> yeah i i keep my uh, my friend circle pretty small like actually like good good friends mm-hmm. then you have your your acquaintances people you know people you talk to here and there but yeah, it it seems like it's getting harder now with people because everyone's wrapped up with social media and yep. having an image and being afraid of what to say. And it just like if you say the wrong thing, I get it, but you kind of have to own up to it. You kind of have to let that barrier down. Yeah, and just be like, you know what, I made a mistake. Here I am. You know, let's let's go through with it. Let's move forward. But not everyone's like that anymore. Yeah, the 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 stuff that now I see, and I always talk about it. You know, like. <laughs> You know, we, oh, I'm guilty of it as, you know, as this, you know, you know, calling motherfuckers out without knowing what he or she's <laughs> going through and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I can't, I tend to realize, you know, there's people, we're so quick at the gun to say what we want to say on social media because we're behind a keyboard. But do we really make the time and effort to get to know, un- understand he or she's going through? Because, you know, like if I post something up, you know, there's certain, there's rarely people who's idea me like, hey, Mega Man, what do you mean by this post? He's like, here's my number, call me, and I would call. It's like, this is what I mean. Like, oh, but a lot of people they wouldn't they wouldn't do that. You know, they'd be like, oh, you said this, I don't agree with you. Fuck it, get after Mega Man, it's cancel them. <laughs> nobody wants to have, nobody wants to invest anymore in other people. Exactly. Everyone's and, 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 yeah. Everyone's attention span is so short. Like. Yeah. If you post something, they're quick to get on you, but they don't want to understand the reason why. Yeah. Why you posted it? Who's posting that from before? It's yeah. Everything's moving too quickly now. Nobody wants to spend time anymore. Yeah, they just want to see the post. They want to see, okay, this is what Matt posts, and this is what Mega Man posts, and I don't agree with it. Tag and all this stuff. But when you see people, and when you see when you see them in public. You know, they talk all big online, but when they see you, they kind of like, oh, shit, I'm, I'm going to go turn the other way. I don't want to, you know, <laughs> they get like that, you know, those keyboard warriors. Yeah. It, I mean, it's the generation. That's they, that's basically what it is. Our generation growing up. I mean, I'm I'm 32. I know you said you're in your early 40s. 40, so 40, 41. Yeah. So I'm, I'm 32. So our generation was more or less the same in a sense. 
So we were more face-to-face. Mm-hmm. If there was any issue or anything, it was always face-to-face. It was, you'll yes. see the person the next day, mm-hmm. you'll confront them, whatever you have. And now it's just so easy to put a post, block the person, and then let your voice go on its merry way in social media. So yeah. it's just the generation that, that's growing up after us. I mean, And also, and also they don't they don't know how to interact. They don't know how to communicate. And I always tell people, are you a texting person? Or are you a talking person? <laughs> I'm a texting person. I say, well, that means you're going to lack on communication when you see a person face to face because they don't know how to fucking talk. As funny as you say that, I, I'm a texting person. I don't like calling. I don't like. Oh! <laughs> I mean, it's, it sounds weird coming from someone who does a podcast. And I mean, it's talking to you clearly right now, but mm-hmm. I just. I don't know. I grew up with that phone texting with the Nokia charging you what three cents a text, three cents a word. Oh, so, I remember those. Yes, yeah, so, I mean it's just something I was. I grew. I grew along with that. I just I liked it and I took to it, and that's what I like doing now. Damn, man, you're bringing back <laughs> days. I remember I used to have a flip phone when I, it was from a Singular, and uh, you know you had to call after nine p.m. Calls are free and this yep. whatever. Until one time I was stupid Mega Man, always being curious, like the curious George, looking at porno stuff. It's like, oh, this is free. They're gonna charge me. Then the next after I got my bill was like four hundred dollars. Like, fuck. That's what I did with video games. I would buy a game, it was like nine, ten bucks. Yeah. And then I would yell at it, like, how can you charge a hundred bucks for video games? I said, hundred bucks. I delete those games. Like, I mean, I thought those were like kind of free. <laughs> oh, it ain't free. No way. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Those, those are the struggles growing up between times you know what i mean yeah yeah those are the days you know the flip phones but now we have everything in our phones we can watch you know netflix and here and this whatever i just barely just i just barely got done watching squid games it's a good I, show i loved it yeah i thought it was very good i can't wait for the second season hopefully they they rush it and they do it but i mean i enjoyed the show it's 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 a it's it's a mind fuck, but it, it makes you feel like man, if you if you really have a shitty fucking life, you have nothing else like, and you you have all day like it makes you think and wonder. It's like well, fuck it, like wh- what do I got to lose? You know. I mean, if you like that show, watch some of the other Korean stuff they have on on Netflix. Mm-hmm. They're all they're all good. Yeah, there's some there. And did you ever hear the story about that guy? Like. He's been trying to sell that story to everyone, and you know he was poor. Then he was gonna sell his computer in this, and Netflix turned him down a long time ago. And now, when the, they put it on Netflix, number one, now it's close to what nine hundred million, almost one point one billion dollars. Yeah. Like it was like, damn, dude. It's like, but the only thing is, they made a contract. So he, <laughs> it's, it's it's damn. It's like. Netflix made their money, but now Squid Games, you know, on Halloween costumes and this. And also tonight, too, at 12 a.m. tonight, Narcos comes on on Netflix. Oh, shit, does it? Yeah, this is the last season of Narcos in Mexico. Oh, damn, I've been spacing on that. I know, I've been waiting for Narcos to come out. I mean, Netflix coming up with some good movies, you know, Good some good movies. They have, there's just Western that's coming out. Uh, I think it came out yesterday that I, I've been waiting to check out. Oh, that Western, is it, is it that, uh, that, uh, Idris Elba, he was like that Western. Yeah, that one. I think, yeah, I see it on on a commercial. I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to check it out because now that the winter season's coming, is it? It's Netflix and chill, <laughs> ladies. What's it's, up? It, it's that fat boy weather, <laughs> dude. I'm telling you, I was trying to work it out. I was like, wait, hold up. If I'm trying to work out, it's fat boy weather. You know, like, okay, I see how it is. <laughs> I see. So, um, I was gonna ask, um, Eve. I know you live in Orange County and everything. So, are you a sports guy? That's yeah. I guess I kind of am. Mm-hmm. But I like kinda... uh, I like hockey. Oh shit! Okay. I like F one. And. Those are really about it. I, I do like basketball. I used to like football, but once I started watching hockey. The other sports, it kind of seemed a little bit slower to me. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's all I pretty much watch, hockey, F1. And once in a while, I'll watch boxing or UFC, depending on who's fighting. I remember when I was about, man, I was young. I, my Me and my dad, we were watching, like, uh, I, think, I think we were watching the New York Knicks and uh, play the playoffs. And I remember 
watched the New York Knicks, and I think the Stanley Cup for the Rangers, and boom, all of a sudden, it got like, okay, what's the news? O.J. Simpson's fucking on the freeway. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. It was like, it was like history and shit like that. It was like, canceled everything. We're all O.J. And I was like, I there's there's just, there's like certain moments like in sports, but th- that to me just dawned on me right now. <laughs> just like think about the, you know, seeing OJ in that white truck and shit, you know, just driving and everything was just watching. Like, what the fuck's going on? You know, my uh, my moment for sports was watching Tyson knock people out like in eight seven seconds. Oh my gosh, I watched it because um, the back then the pay per view was so expensive. So my dad's friend, they would like back in the day. This is for the new generation kids. There was VCR, you know. So my dad would, my dad's friend would record it. We watched it, and it was like, oh my god, you missed this! Like what? It wasn't because we didn't have no internet. Just like okay, ESPN yeah. and apps, you just have to find down the newspaper or someone. But when we saw Mike Tyson get knocked out by Buster Douglas in Japan. I was like, what the fuck? I mean, that's why some of like the Canelo fights that are they're happening right now, mm-hmm. I don't even bother watching them online or trying to stream or anything. Like within seconds of that fight being over, you get the whole fight for free. And like, oh I mean, yeah, it'll be on YouTube. Like in freaking like <laughs> after the fight, after the UFC. I mean, I would watch it on my apps. Like, who's winning? But I don't want to spend like seventy bucks. <laughs> I mean, you could watch on YouTube after and shit like that. Like, oh, you could watch these fights and shit. <laughs> I mean, it just really depends. I mean, we're just trying to save money because right now. Everything's going up. Everything's going up, and it seems like there's a there's like three to four fights, pay per view fights every month. So I mean, yeah. how am I how am I supposed to keep up with that? Exactly. I was gonna <laughs> save the, I was gonna save some money, and today I just put a full tank of gas for seventy five fucking dollars. <sighs> that that to me was like, well, there goes our fucking uh, watching the movies and shit. Well, <laughs> there goes our Christmas presents. <laughs> nah, nah, well, I ain't gonna go out like that. That's why I got my credit cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, either way, but everything's going up. The food's going up. Gas yeah. prices. It's like that's why, in a way, it's like, well, I'm just gonna stay home and just cook or whatever, and just not go out because you know, if I want to use my car, I usually go to work or here. But man, it's just, it's just a lot of things are just really going downhill, man. Going really going downhill. Yeah, that's what it seems like, and it's it's unfortunate, and especially growing up in. The nineties, you could kind of compare and contrast to like then and now. Yeah. And yeah, seeing how everything's kind of sloping down, it, it's sad. It's from economics to the way people think, the way they act with each other. Mm-hmm. It's it's just becoming more sad. Can I ask you um a question? Because I know um when the George Floyd happened and also at the same time the COVID happened <laughs> and everything. You know, and people were were staying home, and people are doing lies or doing these podcasts and everything. Just, I felt this was an opportunity for all of us. This was like a reset button, be like, okay, look, this is what I'm doing wrong in my life. It's time to make a change. So maybe there's some people, not all, just some, took advantage of that and they started bettering their their health and everything. But now that everything's opening that back up and here, whatever and stuff like that. I, I just see people are more assholes now. It's it's that it's that prison syndrome. Mm. It's that syndrome where let's say you're in prison, mm-hmm. you try to reform your life, you try to do this, do that. Once you're out and everything, you know, the real world hits you. Mm-hmm. What are you left to do? You come out, you're a felon. It's hard for you to get a job. You're yeah. you're marked. So what do you do? You go back to your old life. And I know that's not like that for everybody. Mm-hmm. But it happens enough for me to bring up this this kind of subject. Okay, and it's the same correlation with what was going on with 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 COVID and the whole George Floyd uh, marches. Yeah, I mean we're sitting at home watching it, not knowing what was going to happen because two weeks turned into well, we're now on month six of you know being locked down. Mm-hmm. So what are we supposed to do? I mean there yeah. was a there was a conscious effort to change yourself, do good because let's face it, life is precious and fragile so we got to make the best of it mm-hmm. but i f- i feel like people are doing that only because they're at home and they didn't have that way out but now that things are quote-unquote going to normal in a sense that's kind of going out the window is now it's time to party now it's time to be an asshole now it's time to wave flags in people's faces of either your all lives matter black lives if you're going to be antifa a Q. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, I, I got to separate myself from all that. I'm just going to be me. 
mm-hmm. be the person that I am, try to be good, and leave all that in my rearview mirror. But it's something you can't ignore, though. You got to be aware of it. Yeah, and and that and that's the thing that you know they're okay. What are you making about you? This, you that, and the thing I I I, I learned from all this before is when the Netflix uh, documentary Social Dilemma of you know what's going on and the phones are reading our, our data and this is what we're thinking and boom it just pops up and everything, and this is one of the reasons why I just want to get away from, uh, you know from from social media and this whatever because this is just getting too ugly to the point if this if i'm looking at this and certain things i i i rarely talk about this but i'll say it i feel like my depression is going to flare up again yeah i i I get that Mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of people that take breaks there's a lot of people that actually go seek help to kind of separate themselves from social media because as much as it, it could be a tool in our lives for news to figure out what's going on, to connect with family, mm-hmm. it could also be a virus in itself. Oh, mm-hmm. and that's why you see so many kids that are so dependent on what's going on in social media. I mean, it's the new bullying tool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why I mean, do we'll it face? Look, yeah. Why, why yeah. do it face to face when I could call you a fat pig and then get a thousand likes or the video go viral? And all of a sudden, now I'm famous. But meanwhile, you got the kid who you're trying to talk trash to. Mm-hmm going through depression and going through suicidal thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel that's just hitting harder than, you know, a face-to-face interaction in a sense. Yeah, and that's what I feel with my podcast, you know, with, I know I deal with a lot of haters, and I know I always talk about it, man. There's people who do not want to see me succeed. You know, yeah. maybe there's envy or jealous and all that stuff, and that's why I always feel like, well, what's up with Mega Man going at these people? It's like, well, I'm on defense mode because... <laughs> They, I feel like they want to challenge. He's like, okay, let's see what Mega Man does, or let's see if he really is going to say something. But you know, when people say, oh, just ignore it. So, for example, he said, well, if there's a bully out there and the person and the person wants to fight me, and I said, no, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to walk away. But I'm getting beat up, and I'm not, I'm not defending myself. You have to defend yourself because it's your it's your reputation and stuff like that. But for some kind of reason. I feel there's people out there who are drunk or high or this, whatever, and they feel like, let's go pick a bone because they have nothing else to do. Yeah. They do. It's, it's just sad. It's like, why me? It's like, you just have nothing going on. Or sometimes I get DMs to say, hey, Mega Man, it must be nice to have a job. It must be nice to be successful. <laughs> it must be nicer. This is like, dude, why are you saying that for, man? It's like, hey, you, you need a hug or something? You I, what, You want a cookie? I mean, I, I think... It's- as soon as we, as a collective of people, stop worrying about other people and what yes. they're doing. Mm-hmm. So, hey, so long as you're not hurting yourself, mm-hmm. you're not hurting kids, and you're just not an abusive person, I mean, don't worry about what that other person is doing. I mean, let them yeah. do them. If you don't like what they're doing, guess what? Turn the other way. Yeah, just, you yeah, see, just, you yeah, see just them on Facebook, on Instagram, block them if, if, it, if it bothers you so much. I mean, why are you going to let it get to you and waste yeah. your energy? Exactly. Why are you going to waste your energy on another person who you may not even meet in this yeah. life? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I said this troll, this troll. And, you know, and this there's a thing. There's people out there who make fake Instagram accounts because they're not man enough or woman enough to put to say it on their own platform, whatever. Yeah. But when they talk shit, it's like, oh, man, it's like, it was like, why am I going to waste my time DM a person who has zero, zero, zero fake account on their page and shit, but it, but they can't say it from the true heart. <laughs> and I don't know. It's just, it's, I just see what, to me, I just see it like this. I, when I realize all the stuff that's going on, man, I realize this is like, you know what? I want to start over with the podcast. I want to have good people, good, positive people. I want to put funny stuff, funny videos, funny memes, whatever, because there's people who are looking for hope. There's people who are looking for inspiration, like with you and I, our podcast. And, you know, there's people going to be like, you know what, Matt? Uh, you know what, Mega Man? Thank you. I needed that episode. Thank you for posting that, man. You just made my fucking day. And because there's a lot of people out there going through who are having shitty stuff, and and I we're and I feel like we're the entertainment. We're the ones to keep them going. It's like, hey, man, don't give up. Hey, everything's okay, you know. And I, there's even people, man, that they tell me like, hey, I'm gonna commit suicide, man. I I've been through all. I I'm, I'm not. Nothing's going my way. And that to me. 
that what's my that to me is is something where it can be really really mentally but emotionally draining because you have to calm them down you know like hey man like it's okay man it's just like i've been there i know how it is hey everything's gonna be okay yeah that to me that's one of the worst things you could do in this life is take your own life and i know people do it for their reasons and you know, their situations get the best of them sometimes, and it's unfortunate. You know, but if you could throw yourself out there and tell somebody, even if it's a stranger, a homeless person, I don't know, somebody to let off yeah. some kind of sting, mm-hmm. so you're feeling, so you're not alone in these feelings. If somebody's heard you, somebody can understand you. Yeah, I mean, try to go for it because to take your own life for something that could be preventable. <laughs> That could be, you know, somebody could have gave you a happy hand. It's it's unfortunate. That's one of the worst things that I wouldn't want anybody that I know to go yeah. through that. You I lost, I mean? yeah, I lost 23 people, either <laughs> from suicide or this. And uh, I'll tell you a quick story. One of my good friends, I won't mention who, because, you know, for, for, for privacies. Yeah. He was reaching out to me. He was looking for some help. And I was, like, not responding to his calls. And I texted him, like, hey, let me call you back. He's like, I'm at work right now. I said, please call me Mega Man. I said, I'll call, I'll call you. And I forgot. And then the next day, I was calling him and trying to call him and call him and call him. And um, and I guess in the way, um, I got a call back. Like, and he said, who is this? And he said, oh, my name is so-and-so. He says, why are you calling my son? It's like, well, your son called me yesterday. He was asking for help and everything. And and, he says, and she started crying. He says, why? What happened? He says, my, my, I'm, this is my son's phone. Um, I'm in the hospital. My son committed suicide. And I was like, I feel like to me, if I should have picked that phone call and talked to him and calmed him down, maybe he would still be here still. I feel yeah. I, I, I have a little, I have a little guilty for, have a little guilt for that. I feel like it's my fault. But you know what though? Maybe that's a sign. And maybe that's a sign for you knowing how this feels, knowing how you, you say you could have, you know, helped them out. Mm-hmm. Now that you're aware of that, you could help other people out. You could be yeah. more open to yeah. some of their feelings, some of their, you know, their wants, their needs before anything bad like that ever happens again. Yeah. There's two sides. I I caught people who use mental awareness as an advantage, but there's nothing wrong with them. Mm-hmm. Or they try to play the victim and stuff to get for them to be to get all the attention and everything but there's nothing wrong with them and i caught people doing this so you know you really messed up for really pretending you're have mental awareness and shit like that but also there's other people out there when you try to help you know people think oh look at mega man or look what he's doing this he's 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 weak now because you know, I I think in in the in the Latino community and stuff like that, it's always that tough love, like hey, suck it up and deal with it. But there, I feel like with the 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 older generation, when they see people going through this shit, they're I bet you looking at us like, look at this fucking pussy, dude. It's like, dude, I've been through more harder shit than you, and you're and you're being a little wanwan. Like, suck it up. I mean, I don't know. To uh to quote Pulp Fiction, that's that's what they say. That's pride fucking with your head. Mm-hmm. And coming from our background, coming from the Latino, the Mexican background, we don't talk about our feelings. No. We don't let anything out. What do we do? We suppress it. We drink it to death. We do drugs. We hit our wives. We become neglectful parents. That's just what we do. Fuck. I mean, I, I, I'm saying that not to throw any shade at anybody that may be doing that right now. I'm saying that because that's the experience that I've seen and had yeah. in, in my upbringing. Mm-hmm. So I mean, us talking about what we're talking about right now, we're already condemned via the older generation and how they say things. Mm-hmm. But yeah. we're now in, in 2021. I mean, that's got to go out the window. We're trying yeah. to do better by our kids, yeah. ultimately by ourselves, and all that pride that we may have, you know, hold, sucking up our feelings, our our desires, anything like that. We have to let that that curtain down. I feel like with me, with my father, we didn't have that relationship because he, the stuff that I've been through, I can't, he can't be in my shoes because he doesn't understand. But I guess in a way, when our kids get older and they tell us, oh, dad, mad, or Megan, man, you never been to the same situations I have. But the experiences that we've been through, I don't know with your experience with your life, but maybe we're different. Mm-hmm. But I feel like 
we got to do whatever I can to guide them the right way. Say, hey, look it, this is how my life was. Hey, I'm teach. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna teach you all this stuff to to be a better man or a better woman. And choose, you know, choose choose your path right because, you know, for, for me, I I took I I took I took the path the hard way. I took a lot of paths the hard way because I was very hard headed, and yeah. I tend to realize so. I since I have so much experience and stuff like that, I just to me, I just, I just, I put my, I, I don't know, I just see myself. I'm always on survivor mode. I'm always like because I'm worried about like, and I'm I'm scared to be homeless. You know, it, it was traumatizing being homeless for three months, and you know, and I feel like when I was homeless for three months, Matt, it it every hour was like it was going by slow. The day was going by slow. And it just made me think a lot. And I, I, that's why I work hard. I, I do whatever I can because I never, ever want to be poor ever again. I don't want to be homeless ever again. And that's one thing I want to ask you. I know this is your podcast, mm-hmm. but I always wanted to ask you a question. And it's, yeah, how does, how did that situation of you being homeless, how does that make you, how did that make you a better father now in the present? Well, at the time, you know, I didn't have no guidance and, and me being a better father, it, it when you're homeless, you think a lot because my two kids, they were depending on me for shelter and this, whatever. And there was things that I have, I had to, to check myself. I had to check my ego, you know, you know, don't take things for granted, you know, uh, always never be comfortable, always be, always be on the go. And, you know, you got to make moves. You know, and I was in a depressive state. I wanted to commit suicide and, and take my kids with me. You know, I'm yeah. just being straight up because yeah. I, I feel like we're not <laughs> wanted here. But sooner or later, little by little, I made a lot of sacrifices and, you know, I got my life back together again and I got my own place. And the people who doubted me, they were kind of shocked. And uh, the thing I didn't like the most is like, where were those people when I needed them? But when I got my own place, I got my life back together again. They were like, oh, Megan, man, I knew you would make it. Where were you when I needed you? <laughs> yeah. You know, they want to try to take the glory, you know, or just try to take the, the rug right under me and stuff. Like, nah, man. And I don't forget things like that. And to me, it it, it haunts me every day because it's like, okay, I got to work hard. I got to do this. I got to do that. So that's one of the reasons why I do the podcast. It's, you know, it's, it's an inspiration stories and I don't want to see people give up, you know, even though I deal with depression and anxiety every day, it's, it's a, it's a, it's an ongoing battle, but you know what? I, I just, I suck it up. You know, I, I work, I try to keep my mind off it. I do podcasts. Podcast to me is as a hobby. It's a, I like doing it and it, 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 it calms down my depression. And, uh, and I really don't care if people hear this, but I go look at Mega Man's week for talking like this. I don't fuck them. I don't give a care what they say. <laughs> yeah. I don't give a care what they say because they could talk shit about me, but maybe they're, maybe they're going through the same situations as we are. They don't want to admit that defeat. They want to nope. admit that they nope. fell. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like hearing stories. I mean, I like hearing stories. I don't like that they happen, but you know what I mean? But I like hearing them because knowing that you've gone through, yeah. What you went through and you're here today, yeah. going forward, it gives hope. It should give hope to other people. Like no matter what they're going through, there is a, a light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm gonna do a. Um, I was thinking about doing an episode about it. I was really thinking about it. It's like people are telling me like you should do an episode of the struggles that you you were, were homeless. Like talk about it. And I think I will. I mean, it's 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 gonna be a little sensitive matter because I don't like I said it. it it will probably be a very emotional episode talking about it. And I'll try to bite my tongue and hold my tongue. And because it's very, because I can still see the, I can still, it's, there's, there's certain situations where I could have died. You know, my, my, my youngest son could have died, you know, and, uh, and there's things I don't talk about, but it's just, maybe I will, maybe I won't, who knows, but I'm just glad that, you know, I have a roof over my head. I'm, I'm glad I'm talking to you. I, I'm glad I got my life situated, and and that's all I care about. I'm I'm just I'm just I'm just blessed. It sucks because people don't realize when we talk about some of our issues, some of our traumas. A lot of these things that we talk about, we put them away in our yeah. past for such a long time, and now that we're talking about things, bringing them out, those feelings that we had back then, yeah, they're gonna come out, and we're gonna feel them as we're talking about them, and it's rough. 
it's super rough. Just by thinking about it, like the stuff I'm going to write down to talk about, it, it would be very touchy matters. Yeah. It would be very something where how it would be more like how how did you become homeless well i have to break everything down because there was a lot of uh personal things i should be talking about with the families and this and i saw some um i saw one of my relatives get beat up and uh, i think that was the last straw that me and the kids like we got to leave and yeah. we thought we we're going to get our own apartment we thought we we're going <clears> to <throat> move in until someone outbid us and we were stuck and it was like, oh, shit, what are we going to do? And we were living in our cars, you know, um, for like months. And there was times where our cars didn't get repoed. We're living in shelters, bathrooms, church, you know, living in tents, alleys, whatever. I mean, there was even when we're living in the bathrooms in the parks, the the the, rain, the, the, the park recreation would accidentally, you know, <laughs> just uh, what you might call lock the bathrooms. We would be stuck in there. Until six o'clock in the morning. Crazy stuff, man. And, you know, it's just, it's hard. It was hard. And, but we'll see what, we'll see what's up. I'll, I'll, I might just talk about it and stuff, but, you know, and that's the thing about your podcast, you know, like you, I remember when I started hearing your podcast in the beginning, man, you went deep, man. There was a <laughs> lot of deep stuff, like, fuck. Yeah. I'm, I used to be shy about everything. Mm-hmm. but I've grown to let all that go and it's more therapeutic. It's more healing in the process for a long while. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell nobody that my mother was in prison. Yeah. I mean, as a kid growing up, telling that your mom's in prison is they look at you different. Yeah. Whether it's kids, teachers, parents, they all look at you different. Like, you know, what are you going to do now? I mean, I'm just a kid. Like, what do you mean? What am I going to do? I'm, yeah. I'm here. It's not my fault. But then once you start getting into things like, all right, my mother was in prison for murder. Mm-hmm. And it's like they look at you like, damn, like for real, like you, like your mom, like how come you're not like that? And that's always a misconception, like just mm. because you have a parent in that situation, there's an automatic feeling that how come you're not bad? How come you're not just as bad? Without thinking about there's an opposite effect going on. Yeah, I, but I, I mean, I get you. Yeah, my mom was in, she was in prison. She went away for murder. She murdered a lady who she was having an affair with her husband. Oh wow. Uh, she murdered her, kidnapped the lady's kids, took me to the freeway, left them on the side of the road, and went home with me on the bus. So, I mean, obviously all that has, has an effect on, on me, on, on the kid. Mm-hmm. But I'm more open about talking about things. I can't let that get the best of me. I can't let that bring me down anymore. I've, I've gone through all that shit way too many times, and it's now I'm at a point in my life where... I really have to enjoy myself and be happy, not for myself. Well, it's for myself too, but now that I have two kids, now my life is with them. Yeah. I have a duty as a dad to put them in front of whatever I may be going through. And I, me, myself, I got to work through things. I got to work through it in order to provide for them, mm-hmm. not only financially, but as a parent, you got to provide a bunch of emotional support that. I wasn't really aware of or taught to because we don't we don't talk about that growing up. Mm, yeah, I know that's true. We don't talk about how to handle your emotions. If you start crying, why are you crying? Or it just shut up, or I'm gonna smack you. Suck it up, or I'm gonna smack. It's always it was always those answers, but we never really deal with how to express, how to dig deep into our emotions. And a lot of people may be hearing this and say, like, you know what? They're kids; they'll get over it. But the sad reality is, we don't. Some of our traumas, some of our issues that we had growing up, they stick with us and they make us and they develop the person that we are today, whether we have issues or not. Yeah. But they do stick with us. They do. You know, it's uh, the stuff that you and I, we've been through in the past and stuff. It just make it, it makes us uh, better men. It makes us it gives us a lot of experience. It makes us know what's right and what's wrong and everything. But I think for us, for me, maybe it. I'm very cautious with people, very, very cautious. Cause I like, I'm very, I like to observe and study and, uh, and see if they're <clears> legit or not, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I will always be like that. And, uh, you know, I just, um, you know, uh, recently I was watching, almost at that time, uh, I was watching that movie Antoine Fisher. That's a good movie. Mm, yeah. And even though like, 
it, I can kind of relate to certain things in that movie, even though I'm making man's down in the military. But uh, <laughs> I know, but there's things like that I I've been through. I, I I get it, you know. And 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 when when Denzel Washington invited him to his house, you know, and and he started crying because he always wanted to have a family, you know, people that love him. I think that's what we all want. We want to be loved, you know. Yeah, we just want that that warm feeling to kind of just hold us and say everything's gonna be okay. Yeah, yeah, like that movie, uh, Waterboy. Everything got me. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so, Matt, we're almost at that time, and uh, I just want to say uh, best of luck to your podcast. And where can everyone follow you at? I'm mainly on Instagram under Parenting Unknown, or if you want to follow, follow my personal page, my name is Matthew Bronson. Look me up. I'm probably one of the only Matthew Bronsons on there, so feel free to follow and check out my podcast. Yeah, check it out, everyone. And and um, and on Instagram, it's at, at Parenting Unknown Podcast? Yes, uh, just Parenting Unknown. Parenting Unknown. And you, do you have any last words or any shout-outs? Just anybody listening, if you're going through something, don't be shy to open up to reach out to somebody. Not, not just me or Mega Man, but you know mm-hmm. anybody that you may find open to listen to you. I mean, if you can do it, give it a try, and you know, live your life as best as you can. Yeah, yeah, that, that's good. Yeah, any shout outs or anything? Uh, obviously, just my wife because I know she's always listening. She's always a supporter. My close friends, they know who they are, and mm-hmm. importantly to you, thanks for having me on this on your episode and give me the platform to have a conversation with you. Yeah. And, you know, I always want to bring good people. And, and I know you and I, we've been following each other for, for a couple of years now. And, uh, and that's the thing I always, when people always ask, you know, Hey, Megan, I want to be a guest. It doesn't work like that. You know, <laughs> yeah. I always, I, I just don't do that with random people. I just, I, I want to build a relationship and get to know that person, you know, and that's what I want to do. And, and, uh, you know, you have a good podcast. I, I like where your head's at. I like, um, I'm, I think I'm about, what, three episodes behind on yours. I'll catch up because, you, you know, with me, I think your episodes are like, what, 30, 35 to 40 minutes? I try to keep them 20 minutes because I know people are busy. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's good that you, go, you get straight to the point. So, everyone, follow my boys' podcast and uh, shout outs. Shout out to everyone listening and uh, shout outs to uh, Big Brother Jake, uh, Aaron Bender, uh, West Coast Graffiti, Ranting with Ramos, Social Primate, Matt Brosson, the host of The Parenting Unknown, American Cellos, Tony of the Wizard, Rodium Radio, and everyone else who's listening. And once again, and, and also subscribe to the Mega Man's podcast. I'm on, on IG. And also one last thing. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts so the Mega Man's podcast, but also the Parenting Unknown podcast, can move up the rankings. And, and show, give them some stars, leave a comment, you know, just spread that love, you know. Like, and and this is one last thing before I go. I I want to say this quick. I see a lot of podcasters are always trying to have make the little divisions, you know, have the little groups and all that stuff, and. Um, it shouldn't be like that. You know, we all got to help each other out. We all got to win. They, let's kind of like do whatever we can to support each other. But I feel like sometimes in the Latino podcast community and stuff like that, it's, it's kind of really cutthroat and, and they want to have their little groups and I don't want to have that shit. You know, I want to, I want to see a lot of people win, but there's some podcasters out there. I'm not going to mention who, uh, they don't want that shit. You know, they're, it's, it's always about me, 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 but not, they don't want to do it for the people, you know? So I don't want to have, um, I don't want my podcast to give the wrong oppression. I just, to me, I just want to, I just want to see people win. That's it, man. (laughs) 